Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Previously on In The Moment. Once I started to heal from losing my grandmother, I promised myself that I would never go through that shit again. And everyone who's in my life who loves me will know that I love them even more. And that supports me will know that I'm here for them. And I just wanted to be a different person. I wanted to be a person who wasn't afraid to love or feel love. You paid a really high price for this. Oof. I think the highest. (laughs) Dude, yeah. That's a really high, high price tag to learn that lesson. We all got to go someday. Yeah. It's best not to go in vain. Yeah. Change somebody's life when you do. Yeah. My grandma did that. And I think that's what your grandma probably referred to when she said what she said to you, right, before she left. Be humble. Yep. That's what humility is. The principle of humility is just that. It's to connect with others, to really love others, to be vulnerable, to be emotionally present with other people, especially the ones that really genuinely care about you and have shown you time and time again that they do. Amen. Okay, I did prepare. See? I prepared. What, you wrote something else down? No. Then what you talking about? So last night... I did go through some of uh, your pictures and just like posts and stuff just to kind of see what were some questions that maybe people had that they wanted to know about you. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of it was very superficial stuff. (laughs) Um, There was a lot of, are you single? (laughs) Can I get in your pants? Can you be my baby daddy? Can you be my sugar daddy? Can you basically be my zaddy of sorts? I'm not even old enough to be a sugar daddy yet, am I? I mean, I don't know. Shit. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the sugar baby daddy dynamic works. I have no idea. Okay. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, okay, we're just going to scratch all that. That wasn't exactly what you were looking for. You no. were trying to get more into the existential crisis <laughs> mode of things. I got it. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No. So let's do it. Like, Y'all don't want to know who he is as a human. Like, y'all don't care about, like, his heart. Like, no. his goals, dreams, and aspirations. What what fires him up. Like, y'all just want to be, like, in his pants talking. Oh, and there was a lot of talk about your rape pants. I was like, what? I don't I don't even know what this is about. Yeah. There was a whole lot of talk about your gray pants. I don't know what They were was. blue, but, yeah, had a little, little slip up one day. <laughs> Yo. There was a lot of talk about your pants. Yeah, I was out there. <laughs> oh, I could tell they were oh, really man. excited about that. Yeah, I it was know. This, it was yeah, it was a, it was wild. It was wild. So then, um, I decided not to go with any of those questions. All right, good. Let's try something new because that's all stuff I probably address on my podcast all the time anyway. So this was, is good. Like, it's people are weird. Hey, man. Anyways, everybody's different. They are. They are very different. I, I just think that it's just, you know, I think there's a lot of, like, people have a crush on you and they just simply want to, like, I guess, put themselves out there. And, like, in it's very normal to want to, like, have an opportunity or, like, a moment 
to exchange bodily fluids. <laughs> that just have sex, okay? You don't have to it say it. You don't have to just say sex. Is that how y'all say like sex body- in your profession? Hey, you want to exchange bodily fluids with me? Oh, I see why I'm a comedian. Oh, I would have kicked me all the way out of your industry. No, um, you know what hurt me, honestly? Why? Um, when I was still kind of new to this whole public figure thing. Yeah. And I announced at the time that I had a girlfriend, I lost thousands of followers. What? I did. Why? I don't know. I guess there was a lot of women who felt like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> did you get them back now that that you don't have the girlfriend? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Yo, you laughing, but I, a few came back, and I was like, wait, she looks familiar. I think she was following me before. Right? You know, it's, and, it's, and not to make it about me, just that's just a, that's a thing I guess you don't really think about. I guess I understand now why so many, like, really big celebrities have to have a certain image. They'll want to be single because they might sell more records or whatever the case. Like, that's a thing. Pitbull. He, is he married? Mm-hmm. And no one knows? No one knows. Wow. Pitbull, it has been married. His like for 25 years. Holy shit. Uncle but, Luke was like that back in the day. <laughs> I don't know who Uncle Luke is. Uncle Luke is a uh, doodoo brown. Bop, 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 doodoo brown. You don't know what that is? Nah, dude. You know, Uncle Luke had all of the women twerking? No. With the ass out? No. All right, never mind. Don't worry about it. Weren't you the one that told me about Nelly's video where he like swiped a credit card? Yeah, girl- tip drill. Yeah, I was like, no, he doesn't. Perfect and then- time, too, because Hoochie Daddy shorts is out. So the men out here now tip drilling. It's a weird thing. But yeah, you swipe the credit card down the crack of a woman's ass. And I was I was proud. <laughs> I remember how old I was, but I certainly wasn't old enough to see that. But that's when I used to watch BET Uncut. As a kid, well, I used to stay up. That's what some, some women want to do to you. Swipe a credit card down the crack of my ass? Yeah. It's going to get declined. <laughs> <laughs> or the front of your pants. I don't know. It was a Listen, lot of that. Yeah, it comes with it, I guess. I mean, I guess it's good to be desired for any reason, I I would imagine. I mean, I don't know what to think about it. All of my male friends honestly think that that's like the greatest thing in the world. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God, I can't imagine. And to be honest, I really don't think much of it. Take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that it just comes with the, like you said, it comes with the nature of the game of like wanting to be desired. 100%. J. Cole, too. What happened to J. Cole? I believe J. Cole was like always had a baby mama. And I don't know if he was married, but he was with someone. He wasn't as single as a lot of people thought he was. That list goes on and on. But now yeah, you I see why think, they do yeah, it. I don't think J. Cole has been single ever. No, I don't think so. That's no, what I'm saying. I don't I don't think he has. Yeah, a lot of them do that. Because yeah. some unfortunately, and maybe it works like that with women as well. You know, like you'll get I guess more people who will be willing to be a fan because a part of them has has it in their psyche that it's possible, that they have a chance with you. If you're single, they feel like, oh, I can get this person. So they'll allow themselves to go to a level of fandom that they typically won't if they feel like you're taken because then you're not available. It's a weird thing. The human psyche never ceases to amaze me. No. So what did you learn from that whole experience of, like, being in, being in a relationship as a public figure and not being in a relationship as a public figure? What has been your, like, takeaways from all this? Well, to be honest, 
The only thing I really feel like I learned from that was if you are going to be a public figure and you're going to date someone who is not a public figure, they have to be an extremely secure and strong individual. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it. yeah, it's absolutely necessary because it, it becomes, it's tough, man. It's very hard to date in the spotlight because people are going to, they don't care. They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about the person you're dating. They're going to talk about your relationship. And then what I do specifically, I have to get on radio and actually tell stories about my experiences of being in a relationship. And then I have to post things. And then I have to go on my podcast and talk about it. Then I'm a comedian, so I might get on stage and tell a joke or two. And so your partner either has to be cut from that cloth to understand that this, at the end of the day, is entertainment because it's very easy to get that confused if your partner is not in entertainment. They take all that shit literally and think it actually means something that so-and-so left a comment from West Bubblefuck about whatever they feel about your life. Now I'm arguing with you over this comment. Like, I don't know this person. I don't know why they said that. If I got to go to an event and there's a a woman there and we got to work together, I got to explain that. When in all reality, I'm like, this is entertainment. I'm going to work with attractive women. Every day. Right. All the time. But if I'm coming home to you and you know what time it is, then it shouldn't be a problem. But if they don't have that sense of security, then it's going to be an issue. And I think that's why so many public figures find it much easier to just have someone who has no desire to be in the spotlight and they feel like that's the way they should go about it. Yeah, I can understand It's tough. Because then it becomes like a competitive game, right? Of like, let me, if you're in a spotlight, if you date someone who has that insecurity of wanting to be the center of attention and it kind of shifts the dynamic into a competition, a competitive state as opposed to like supportive. That's exactly what it is. And Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was weird to ever compete with your significant other. We're on the same team. Why are we competing? You know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of us who've ever played sports, you've learned that you've had that kind of toxic relationship with somebody on your team. Oh, yeah. They're competing with you. Fam, I need your help competing with the people we're playing against. Yeah. It's hard enough to compete against them. I got to compete with you, too. Right. That's that's always tough. I don't ever want to compete with somebody who's on my team. Like, if it's your day, it's your day. Get it off. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have that same mentality, if you're not equally yoked in that way, that becomes really toxic really quickly. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. So there it is, ladies. I asked the questions, but in a <laughs> non-superficial way. Well done. Very well done. I couldn't do the pan situation. That was Mm-mm. too much. It's also, to be completely honest with you, it's it's much easier to do what I do for a living, um, not being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Way easier. I've experienced both that. sides of it. Oh, my God. It's, it's night and day. Yeah, I can see that. You know but tell I mean? us the difference. Well, because you don't have to. In order to be a comedian a podcaster, radio guy. I mean, I'm on so many different platforms. Creativity is everything for me. Right. right? Content is king. And I have to figure out how to be entertaining on four different platforms consistently. Right. And that's not even counting the game show, the music, the commercials. That's not even counting all that stuff. That's just shows. Right. That's hard enough to do. Right. Imagine having to censor yourself while you do it. Mm. I may not be able to talk about the relationship I had five years ago and what I learned and experienced from that because I'm going to have to come home and answer questions about it. I may not be able to be transparent about what I'm going through in my life right now because I might have to come home and deal with it. I may not be able to tell certain jokes about what it's like to be a man and be out and be on vacation or be doing this because I might say something that, well, can't really go there. You know what I mean? I have to think about what I'm saying. I have to think about what the next person is saying. 
Because they might say something that I don't address in a manner to where she felt like it was respectful. You know what I mean? So when you got to add all of those elements to what you're doing on top of just trying to create, it can be a nightmare. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of extra steps in work. It is because most jobs, you get to go to work, your significant other don't know shit about what you're doing at work. <laughs> That's right? True. They don't care. That's they don't true. know. Yo, I was work. Yo, it was cool. <laughs> I did what I do. Did what I do. Sandy got on your nerves today. Nah, she was cool today. Don't worry about it. All right, what well, we eating for dinner? That's it. Conversation over. Yeah. But when you got this kind of job, okay, so what you meant when you said, oh, shit, you listened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you downloaded it? Oh, no, no, I got it. It's right here. Oh, you oh, you, oh, you, got it queued up. <laughs> A minute seven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you got to go through that every day, man, you ain't got no peace at work. You ain't got no peace at home. Yeah. You got to be a real confident individual to deal with somebody who's in the spotlight. Really secure about your shit. And if you're not, it's, it's tough. I think it's also not just being secure in yourself, but being secure in your relationship, right? Both. And, like, the connection mm-hmm. that you have as opposed to, like, all the extra superficial stuff. Yeah, for sure. And that's tough. That's tough in any relationship. Yeah, because you got to connect. Period. So imagine how tough it gets when you know that your significant other has to travel. Mm-hmm. They have to go places. They have mm-hmm. to be around, you know, other attractive people all the time. Things like that. Man, you throw that in there, and everybody's not built for it. So it's tough. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's what I'm here to do. What else you got? <laughs> I'm here to share it all. Share it all. Well. Okay, so what has it been like to be a black man in a white show? <laughs> oh, man. Um, hmm. It's been hard. Because I'd like to also preface this by saying, like, you, like, you're you. Like, you're you're black. You're not, like, whitewashed. You're yeah. not, like, no, like, you you really are. Yeah, I got that a lot. In the, in you know the, what um, I mean? Because I feel like sometimes there's a misconception of, like, oh, well, then he maybe he was. No, 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 no. You, you, you are. You're, like, for real. Well, a lot of people didn't know that about me for a long time, right? Because when I first started, I was censoring myself in yeah. a lot of different ways. So when people would meet me in person, they're like, oh, nah, you black for real. You black, black. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know a lot of the word the word they would use. Like, oh, you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm... So, you know, here's the thing. When I started on The Bird Show, it's, it was more than just the element of being the only black guy in the room, right? Yeah. That was a big part of it, but that was not the only part of it. It, was, it wasn't it was black and white. But I'm bummed. He did the... Yeah. The, 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 um, anyways. Because <laughs> it was... I had to adjust to just being a radio, period. Yeah. No radio experience, never done it. Didn't know what I could say, what I couldn't say, what I could get away with, how would the people in the room react. That That, mm. that in itself was tough. You know, how does this even work? When do I take my shots? When do I not? How Mm -hmm. honest can I be? Are people going to like me? Are they going to hate me? I'm already trying to fill someone's shoes who I don't even know. Just all of that, right? And then now, on top of it all, you have to be the only black guy in the room. Right. Which, when when there are no microphones on and you're not talking to millions of people, that could be awkward just... Already. Already, right? So, there are a lot of adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. you have to find a way to get comfortable enough in your skin to be unapologetically black in a room where you realize that you're going to say and do things that no one in the room is going to understand. 
what you're saying, where you're coming from. They're not going to get a lot of the jokes. They're not going to get a lot of the references. They're not going to understand your perspective on certain things. You're going to, they're going to see things very differently. There's a certain professionalism that you learn to have and you gain from being in radio that you don't have in the beginning. Well, at least I didn't. Of we can, we're, going to, we're going to disagree on a lot. We're right. going to see things from a lot of different angles. Um, we all come from different walks of life, different experiences, and you got to learn to not take anyone's opinion personally, right? Because you'll, you'll hear someone say something, and you're like, how the hell could you think that? How could you even feel that? How could you miss what that's really like? But they're not black. How the hell would they know, right? So you have to go through that. Um, and I think in the beginning, that was the toughest part of just how far can I really go? Right. You know, because how many times as a black person do you hear, or a person of color, period, keep you, oh, yo, be yourself. Mm. Ooh, you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure you want to uh, <laughs> Last time I heard that, they got my ass about it real quick. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, they want you to be yourself till they see yourself. No, yeah, right. You that know, part. Yes. you know, and, and they don't even know, right. truly. You know, so it's, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. It's a high-profile job. There are a lot of people watching. Right. And then once you kind of like because I give all the credit in the world, genuinely, Mm -hmm. because he said, be yourself. And he meant that shit. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't believe that he meant it until it really took for us to go through some things and some time for me to go. Oh, he really meant that. Like Mm -hmm. he really gave me the space to be myself, which in itself is rare. I don't even think he realizes how many times a black person has to go through that and hear that. And then that then that turns on him. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, you meant it so long as it was convenient for me to be myself. So you don't want to blow the opportunity. Right. Right? But then I went through the struggle that I didn't prepare for. Which is what? When the black people turned on me. What? Not everyone, of course. Like, most of the black people love me, right? But then you had the few of, oh, he's a clown. Because they didn't appreciate my perspective. Or because I didn't check things a certain way, right? Because you go through... You go through a struggle of, I think any black person can attest to this. You find yourself in certain environments, certain times, where you may hear certain things and see certain things, and you just don't know what's happening. You don't know if that's coming from a place of ignorance or, you, or if that's coming from a place of, oh, you got a little racist in you, mm. and you're trying me. Mm. It's very difficult. It's a very thin line, so much in your life that eventually you get to the point where you really don't know if you see it or not. Mm. And so often in life, you're told, nah, it's not that. Now nah, you're looking at it wrong. Nah, and you know what you feel. Mm-hmm. You know it, mm-hmm. right? It makes you uncomfortable. You're boiling inside. And when you go through that shit for so long, and then you finally get to a place where you can have a voice about it and you can speak to it, but then you still really can't. It's a struggle. It's very hard. Because now you have to be the professional. Yeah. And the problem with that is you got to go back and deal with the community. You got to deal with your family. You got to deal with your friends. You got to deal with the black people who are like, how you let that rock? How you let that go? You ain't say nothing? Oh, wow. You just going to sit there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're like, yo, I'm trying to be a professional here. I'm trying to get to the place where I can really touch on those issues and really be open and honest about things that, Maybe I couldn't before, because in my mind, it was about establishing a reputation first. Right. I didn't, because if you come in too loud, you're the angry black guy. 
You, and, yeah, and if you come in too quietly, you're the token. You see what I'm saying? So it's right. a very delicate balance that you have to find while already trying to balance how the fuck does this whole radio thing work in the first place? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, live like a woman week, not really a black thing. Oh, yeah. Having to put on a dress. Having to, you know what I mean? That, for them, was fun and games. For me, that was like, how the fuck do I explain this to my dad? Yeah. I saw the disappointment in my dad's face when I went home. He wouldn't have never said the shit, but I saw it. Yeah. I knew my friends was looking at me like, you can turn into a whole fucking clown. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it, that's what it is. Right. So now I got to really glow up to turn this shit all around so that they can see that they were, there was a means to an end. Right. And everything that I was doing, right? But you got to get there first. And it's like, yo, they always take the black comedian and put him in a dress. And here you go lining up to be the guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> the way that you just said. <laughs> it's true. Right? And then you don't even know if you could say these things. Like, I wouldn't have talked this honestly or been this transparent about even this. Right. Two years ago. Because you got to learn the game. But you're learning it in front of everybody, and then you're also being attacked and judged. By everyone. By everyone for learning it. So you might be too black for the white people, not black enough for the black people. Where the fuck do you go? Where are you? Where can you go? Who's going to understand? So where did you go? Uh, a couple times to my knees to talk to God, to be honest. Uh, therapy. Because um, mm-hmm. no one could. They called me the Jackie Robinson of radio, right? So who's done this? Who's diversifying a top 40 morning show with no experience? Maybe if I'd already had some radio experience, it would have been a little easier. I'm just jumping in this thing thinking, like, we're just going to be having fun. But then black issues come up. Then the whole Black Lives Matter thing had to happen. I'm like, oh, shit. Now we really got to dive into. And it kind of helped in a way because it forced me to really just go in. I couldn't tiptoe around Black Lives Matter stuff. I had to really, you know what I mean? I had to really talk talk. Yeah. But then you start hearing opinions about that. You're like, yeah. whoa, that's who you are? Oh, I ain't see that coming. Damn, you've been that person this whole time? Then you start feeling the passive aggressiveness. You start feeling the attacks. You start feeling the signs. You start seeing all of that. And the whole time, you got to really be Jackie Robinson. I grew up reading Jackie Robinson books. Not comparing myself to Jackie Robinson, let's be very clear, right? Yeah. But I grew up reading, breaking any kind of color barrier in any way. I read it all. Spitting in his face. Talking shit to him, talking about his mom, trying to fight him, throwing stuff at him. He had to go out there and get a hit. So I be feeling like, y'all don't talk to me about A-Rod. I get it. But Jackie Robinson, though. I don't expect everybody to understand that, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Jesse Owens. It's a little different. It's a little different what they had to really hold in for so long and perform every fucking day. Bill Russell was out there winning mad championships for the Boston Celtics. He was going to his hotel room and finding literal shit in his bed from the fans who he was helping win championships for. That kind of shit. I ain't been through nothing like that. But even the small way that I have was by far the most overwhelming thing I've ever felt in my life. And a lot of people told me, you're from New York, bro. You haven't experienced racism in the South. It's going to hit you different. I'm like, nah, bro. I haven't been called the N-word many a times. Then I got to the South and realized being called the N-word is very slight racism. That ain't shit. When you start to see the systemic racism, when you start mm-hmm. to see, you know what I mean, like the, 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 just the privilege in, its, in itself. 
Yeah. The audacity that comes out of a lot of different people in a lot of different situations as a black man, that shit is very hard because there's no one to really turn to and say, yo, you feel me? Yo, 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 you hear me? Yo, you feel this? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. who has done it? Where am I go? Who am I talk to? So who did you? My grandma. Um, I'll never forget the day I went home and I started packing my shit. Started packing my stuff. And I I was trying to think of what I was going to tell Bert. Honestly. Because I, I felt like I was going to disappoint him. And I didn't want to. Because he believed in me the entire time. He always believed in me. And I'm like, fuck. How am I going to tell him I can't do this? I started packing my stuff. I called my grandmother. And my grandmother said, man, sit your ass down. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't never been a quitter. That's not what we do. You're going to ride this shit out. It may hurt. It may suck. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. You're going to ride it out. But in the end, it's going to be worth it. You are going to make change. Your voice is going to be heard. You were put here for a reason. And then I cried. We might be at 10 now. So if I say it again, I'm going to need a new hand. And I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I did, though. I, I did. Because that was like the first time I had cried in a long time. Well, no, since you. But that was a teardrop. This was a cry. Oh, no, no, that was a cry. It was a teardrop. It was, it was a cry. This was a cry. I was crying. And my grandmother was like, get it out. She sat on the phone with me. She said, get it out. I don't care if you got to come home and cry to me every day. I think she cried with me. We mm-hmm. cried it out. And she said, you go in there tomorrow and you do it again. And I said, yes, ma'am. And then that's what I did. And then three years later, I'm here talking to you now. So I say all that to say, I don't know if I'll ever go into, like, the details of why it was extremely hard, but it was extremely hard. Yeah. And I think that in any situation if you've ever been a person who had to walk into a circle that has a different perspective a different voice and kind of feel like everybody else yeah. is already a unit not even because they white but because they had worked together for so long they already had like a connection a chemistry an understanding of how everybody moved and here i am just trying to fit in somehow and i have all of the elements that are going to make it extremely difficult to do that being black was just one of them but you do what you got to do and if nothing else, I'd like to be an example to anyone else who's ever going to find themselves in a similar situation so that they'll know, you know, Mo did it. You can do it too. You stick it out. You got it. It always works out in the end. The cream always rises to the top. I love that. 